Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Wisdom Wednesday. I'm Dr. Ben. And I'm Dr. Susanna. And we are both naturopathic doctors who empower and support you in healing yourself through the power of whole food, plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. And welcome to another episode of Wisdom Wednesday, where we explore the connections between mind, thought, consciousness, and connections between brain and body. Um, So we're making our way through the body, as you might be familiar with. Maybe this is your first time stumbling into this, so welcome. But on Medicinal Mondays, we talk about kind of the physiological, lifestyle, medicine, nutrition, uh, etc. factors that play into our physiologic experience of health and healing and regeneration and prevention and reversal of disease. And we look forward to exploring the connections between the more metaphysical stuff here in Wisdom Wednesday. And of course, we're talking about the eyes today, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Um, thinking about kind of all the metaphors, if you will, that exist between our, our vision and our sense of like, I was just I was just reflecting about like eyesight, which is one thing, and then vision which is kind of not only eyesight, but we can have visions that don't come from our eyes. You know, we can have visions that come from places deeper and we can have like, which is more of a feeling, more of an experience. Um, So I I look forward to kind of exploring the connections there with, uh, you know, intuition and deeper visions, as well as all the other things, all the other energetic components that, Uh, exists between our eyes and the health of our eyes, the the clarity of our vision, and also kind of our our mental well-being, stress, etc. So as as is the case, we we like to start it off kind of on the physiologic brain-body connection stuff, talking about the connections between stress, brain, body, and specifically brain and eye, which, of course as you might already be familiar with, eyes are kind of very much part of the brain. So it's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, clearly connected, our, our brains and our eyes. Right. Yeah. So if we're really talking about, uh, you know, that kind of more physiologic 
uh, connection between the brain, our nervous system and the rest of our body, our eyes in this case. You know, in the last few weeks, we've really been talking about how when we have an activated sympathetic nervous system, right? That's the fight or flight response, our nervous system. When that branch of the nervous system is really activated, it has an immediate direct effect on our vascular system. It, it increases blood pressure. It also increases uh, blood perfusion to a lot of parts of the body, but shunts blood circulation to a lot of parts of the body. Um, But it also, when we activate the sympathetic nervous system, uh, it increases blood glucose levels circulating throughout the body and a whole host of other things. But I'm going to focus on kind of what I've mentioned so far, because in Monday we were talking about how important our vascular health is for our eye health, right? Because so many retinopathies are a result of chronic high blood pressure, chronic um, insulin resistance, blood sugar dysregulation, like diabetes, also um, chronic plaquing, arterial plaquing of the microvasculature that's in the eyes. And so when we are under a state of chronic stress, we're more predisposed to developing those um, issues in our microvasculature. I, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, you obviously we're already talking about chronic stress, but interestingly, acute stress actually helps us to see clearly. You know, that's a really good point. That, uh, acute stress <laughs> actually, you know, the the sympathetic nervous system allows our pupils to dilate, which of course opens up, takes in more information, more light, and uh, and kind of creates this sensation of narrow vision. We're really hyper-focused on something, um, that, that real concentration, like need to figure stuff out, like real, uh, you know, adrenaline feeling, et cetera. Um, that's, that's correlated with wide eyes that really the intention is to see clearly so we can know what's going on so that we can literally escape harm's way and survive. So that's part of the acute sympathetic stress response. Interestingly, interestingly, but of course, uh, most people are not dealing with acute stress, you know, acute stress comes and goes, our body is resilient and recovers from it. But the real consequences come when we're reestablishing and recreating that stress in our bodies Mm -hmm. from, of course, stressful thinking. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that kind of covers, you know, that that brain eye connection, there, the brain eye connection, brain body connection for the eye. Um, so maybe now it's time to shift gears into more of our energetic discussion yeah. around eye health. Well, I, th- I think that first connecting the dots a little bit further, you, I mean, you, you laid it all out there. And of course, we understand this really well. Um, but but when you're talking about high blood pressure, high blood sugar, high blood cholesterol levels, which are which are really all nutritional and lifestyle things. Um, of course, that damages and, and you said it, you said it damages the microvascular system. But just to take it the step further, what that actually looks like symptomatically and clinically is uh, you use the term retinopathy, which is the fat, fancy term for kind of damage of the cells that are the photoreceptors that help us to see. And of course that distorts our vision. Um, that causes, you know, in some cases blindness, you know, at the, at the, at the end of the day. Um, and we can prevent that hundred percent and stop that. And in many cases reverse any, uh, you know, some, some damage that has been done. 
And I think that whole topic, and of course, just a little tangent, you know, the whole topic of disease prevention and reversal doesn't come up at all in, in a lot of conventional appointments at doctor's offices. It's like, you've got this, and this is what we're going to do to manage your symptoms and kind of slow the progression. Um, But it's really helpful to know that we can very much within our control at any point in time, shift our experience of health. And of course, you already know that, but I'm, I'm just, you know, thinking about this because we hear stories all the time of people going to their doctor's office or, you know, people walking in and saying, you know, their doctor saying, oh, that you've got this and this is what this means. And this is what you got to do where like there's no, you know, I guess we, we learn this, um, you know, par Q stuff where you create a plan with your patient, you discuss alternatives to that plan. You would discuss risks associated with the, that plan, those those medicines, that procedure, et cetera. And then you ask if there's any questions and there's like a dialogue and discussion in it. And it's intended to be a collaborative, informed consent decision making process. And of course, it's hard to make those informed decisions when we don't really know the quote unquote alternatives. Um, so anyways, sorry for the little soapbox tangent. Um, but we're talking here, we are talking about the alternatives, of course, more so in Medicinal Monday. Yes. About all that lifestyle. On Medicinal Monday, we talk about the real alternative alternatives. (laughs) The the deeper alternatives. Well, you know, speaking of alternatives, I maybe a nice segue into talking about um the energetics of eye health would be to share um a story that I just read in a book. It, the book is called The Great Pain Deception, written by Steve Ozanich. And the book is really about um, his experience, and not, not the whole book, but a good section in the book was about his experience um, with all of his symptoms of TMS. And if you haven't heard us talk about TMS in the past, it stands for Tension Myositis Syndrome. Syndrome, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. Tension myositis syndrome, which is really um, kind of a great medical term for like symptoms caused by the brain body connection, the mind body connection. Yeah. Symptoms caused by stressful thinking. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this this man who wrote the book, he's got a really fascinating story. He experienced so many different symptoms in his body. And, you know, really went down the rabbit hole of thinking that there was something really physically, you know, physiologically wrong with all these structures in his body, feeling like his body was falling apart. All of these symptoms self-resolved, shifted from one symptom to another, but finally self-resolved when he really looked inside and looked at um, his state of mind and his state of stress and, um, he's now his healthiest he's ever been and he's in his sixties and he looks great. But one of the symptoms he experienced was temporary blindness, just woke up and couldn't see, literally couldn't see for several days. And he thought that it was going to be that way forever. Um, But his eyesight did come back. The doctors couldn't explain what it was. And in recalling his story, you know, to him, the only explanation is tension myositis, which, you know, to share a little bit more about tension myositis, just real briefly, the whole idea is that the stress, the chronic stress that we experience in the body um, creates chronic tension, muscular tension that can really clamp down on circulation, 
and blood flow to our muscles, but also our nervous system, which completely impedes the function of whatever structure that blood vessel is feeding. Um, So it can show up in many different ways, but, you know, it kind of poses the question, you know, when we talk about, okay, what are some probable energetic causes or maybe some mental patterns that might predispose someone to experience issues in the eye versus some other part of the body. And, um, you know, if we think about what the eyes represent in our body, what they do for us, they literally are one of our six senses. They take in information so we can perceive information around us. We rely on them so heavily for so many things, right? Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of people who are blind who also take in information through, um, I think through their eyes. I, I really do. Of, of course, not really the photoreceptors, but kind of the energetics of that still exists. Right. Yeah. But, you know, if we look at from Louise Hayes book, what the eyes represent, she says they represent the capacity to see clearly the past, the present and the future. Yeah. And then she goes on to say that a probable cause for eye problems is not liking what you see in your own life. And then there's many variations on this whole idea when she goes into specific conditions like astigmatism and cataracts and, uh, you know, glaucoma and farsightedness and nearsightedness. And it's it's all about not liking or accepting what we're perceiving in life. Hmm. And I mean, well, let's yeah, I mean, I, th- I think let's it's break that part. Yeah, <laughs> I think that, um, of course the the word that i heard a lot was perception and we you know it's interesting because of course some people use the term perception to like as a synonym with sight Mm -hmm. like what are you perceiving like what's what are you perceiving right now but it's like our eyes are taking in information you know our eyes are designed to take in information literally objectively right it's just we're seeing stuff. We're just seeing stuff. We're, you know, we're just taking in that information and the, the, the mechanics by which our eyes break down and decode that information and make meaning of it in the brain is really astonishing. And whoa, you know, totally wild what happens, but, but our eyes are just taking in information objectively. So I think about perception as not really like seeing, but making meaning of what we're seeing. Right. Because there's that that thought that the the thoughts that are surrounding the information that we're taking in, we're just taking in information and then our thoughts kind of create meaning from it. And then, of course, our feelings come into it and are immersed with that experience. And then before we know it, we are fully inside of our human experience, our thought created reality moment to moment. Um So I think it's helpful to just kind of separate all that, all those inner workings of what's actually happening and see that we can have this real objective, neutral, equanimous experience and just see things in our world, see things in our life um, and just recognize our tendency to jump in and judge with judge things as this or that. And, and that's not, it's not to say that we shouldn't judge or we can't judge or judging is wrong, but just separating just the, the clear sight, the clear sight to just, to just uh, you know, phenomenon of sight or 
sensing or, or, you know, human experience, whatever, whatever we're, whatever we're immersed in and separating that experience from our internally generated perception of that outer experience. And in that kind of uh, ability to, you know, just separate for a nanosecond or two, we have greater perspective, which I think is another kind of cool world word, which sometimes I just envision, you know, what, what comes to me is like, I'm in my body, you know, my, I'm in my body seen through my eyes, but perspective comes from kind of being out of my body and seeing myself functioning and relating with my life from a quote unquote, like higher place for lack of a better term, you know, higher perspective, elevated viewpoint. Um, so that, those are some thoughts that come to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the whole talk of how eye problems could be, could be a result of not liking what we're seeing in our life. You know, this really kind of encapsulates in a major way, the overall message that we're always saying in these Wisdom Wednesday episodes about how your human experience, the ups and downs, the emotions, the pain, the sorrow, the suffering, the this, the that, it comes from one place and one place only. And that literally is our thoughts. Yeah, or our perception or the 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 place the from story. which we see the story. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember hearing people say at a really young age, like perception is reality. And it's like, and I was like, these are just words. What the heck does that mean? Perception mm -hmm. is reality. And of course, that's to say that, you know, two people can be looking at one thing and both, and each two people have a completely unique internally generated experience about that thing that they're looking at whether it's the news whether it's a story about this whether it's a child playing in the park whether it's a kitty cat doing something um and of course like if two people in one room in one setting can have a totally totally unique experience and very much often do have a totally unique experience then each one of us eight billion bodies on planet earth is having a unique thought created reality that we call our human experience and you know of course that there's that tendency to think like oh like why doesn't that person see things the way i do why doesn't why like that person's crazy and the fact is that yeah that person is crazy so so am i you know we are all in our crazy weird thought created reality and i think again just gaining perspective and understanding that allows us to disengage and be a little bit less emotionally reactive and gripped by what's going on. Um, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. if we take this example here, I'm just looking at Louise Hayes list of conditions here. Cataracts it says inability to see ahead with joy, perceiving dark future. And so if we think of, you know, the state of mind that perceives the future as dark and pessimistic, 
what I picture in my mind is like a very clouded mind, right? Worry and fear. So many thoughts, so many thoughts, which is the opposite of a clear mind. When we have a clear mind, you know, we have a break, a break in the thoughts, a break in the clouds where our true wisdom can shine through. And that clarity, that clarity of knowing, that clarity of wisdom shines through. And so, you know, as we're talking, I find it so interesting how we're talking about vision, optimizing vision, seeing clearly, and how, you know, in this way of looking at life and health, it's like the clearer the mind is, the clearer our vision is, the clearer yeah. our perception is. I think we can all relate to feeling like, I mean, there are days where I wake up and I'm just like, I know I'm not seeing things clearly. Like, I know I'm I'm looking at this one situation and i just like feel really weird about it but i i just i'm like not in a place where i can like see things clearly like i can feel my perceptions creating layers of judgment on it right versus that feeling we have when when you know we have that clear insight we have that clear wisdom we have a clear mind and and then we have the clear vision and for me sometimes literally it's like foggy you know, and I think a lot of people use the feeling like things just look foggy, feel foggy. Um, maybe confusion is kind of woven in that experience. Uh, but of course, when when you're talking about clarity and clear mind and thoughts and cluttered thinking and worry and fear, it's uh, common uh, to really think about how we can get rid of that stuff. Yeah. You know, how we can get rid of the fear, how we can get rid of the stress, how we can get rid of the anxiety, how we can get rid of the worry, how we can see clearly and have a clear state of mind. And this is where things get really cool <laughs> from my perspective, because, um, you know, again, there's like this tendency to want to fix things, get in there and shove away the bad thoughts and just kind of insert the good, happy stuff. But I don't know if you've tried that, but I have zero success rate in uh, replacing ugly thoughts, quote unquote, with happy, pretty thoughts. Um, But the cool thing is that thoughts transform themselves. Thoughts dissolve themselves. Thoughts pass on by. And there's always uh, a trail of fresh thoughts. Maybe, you know, if we're looking (laughs) into the like, thought stream maybe it looks like oh my gosh there's just a bunch of crazy bad ugly stressful thoughts but there are always new thoughts those are just thoughts about our thoughts right so we often use the term you know that that psychological immune system that that self-cleansing ability that the mind has and when we just are present we're experiencing the space between our thoughts, which is our true nature. And then, you know, it's like those thoughts that are just passing through us. It's like, oh, we're spending more time in our life, in reality, in our body, in our experience, in the present moment. And we're spending more time there and less time absorbed in and wrapped up with and immersed in our, our thinking experience so again, it's a subtle kind of, uh, you know, self-awareness and separation from that, that we can live in. And just as you were saying that, I was remembering a metaphor I hear a lot of people talk about, which is like the metaphor of these glasses 
that we wear, mm. you know, looking through rose colored glasses or looking through, I don't know, like muddy, muddy, uh, foggy, foggy th glasses, um, Vaseline, right. <laughs> Vaseline on your lenses. And if we just think of how whatever thoughts we're having in a particular moment, um, that creates a lens that we are looking through. And the, the clearest sight and vision that, you know, we can have in life is the absence of one of those lenses, right? Um, a state of a purely clear mind, which, you know, doesn't happen for very long because in, come the, in comes the next thought, in comes the next thought. Mm -hmm. but, um, but that pure kind of insight and wisdom it does shine through every now and then. And we can trust that well, and know that that is always there. What do you mean every now and then? I, it's always there. And some, maybe, it's just... Maybe, maybe more than every now and then. <laughs> it's always there. It's just the degree to which we allow it to be obscured by our thinking. Right. You know, and it's like, are we going to focus on the space beyond the thinking, the space beyond the thoughts? Or are we going to focus on those fleeting thoughts? Um, you know, I, I, of course, there's that tendency to get wrapped in the fleeting thoughts because that's like survival. That's like what we need to do oftentimes. But it's also helpful to know that there's this whole vast universe beyond thoughts. So, yeah, a lot of lot to say about, you know, these uh, the vision and sight and uh, eye health. But as with anything, I think it all comes down to peace in the present moment. I don't know. Any other last thoughts? <laughs> That's a great place to end. Cool. Yes. So next week we'll be continuing to work down from head to toe. Hmm, maybe next is nose. Maybe looks, ears. Looks like it. Nose or ears. I don't we'll know. We'll see. We'll see. I guess ears are kind of above the nose. That's true. We'll um, maybe start with the tips of the ears there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll see you for another Medicinal Monday and Wisdom Wednesday next week. We look forward to it. And if you're looking for more support, more information, go over to www.alter.health. There you can see all of our programs, how we work with individuals. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right. Peace and love, you guys. Till next time. Bye for now.